This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Shootproof. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. Hey everyone, I'm Logan Fay and the host of the Find Your Focus podcast with Shootproof. Today I'm talking to Leah Jarrett, who is a couple and newborn photographer in Canada. Today we are chatting with Leah all about tough situations with clients and setting boundaries. This is an episode that will help you no matter where you are in your photography journey. One thing I love about this episode is that Leah tells us about a specific situation in which she had to set boundaries with a client. She goes into details on how she handled it and also gives us tips on what boundaries you need to be setting as a photographer. I know you are going to love this episode, so let's get started. Hi, Leah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So I am really excited to get started. If you would, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into photography and kind of where you are now in your business? Yes, for sure. Well, I've been married for 23 years and we have two kids. My son is 20 and my daughter is 16 and she'll be starting her senior year in high school in the fall. And my son will be starting his post-secondary education in the fall as well. These three people are my rock and my number one cheerleaders. I couldn't do this without them for sure. And we have two dogs. We just got a new puppy a few months ago. So he's been a little crazy and a great addition to our family, but it's been a little chaotic. I love starting my day with journaling and taking the dogs for a walk. I'm also very obsessed about coffee. And in the fall, I love my pumpkin spice lattes. (laughs) So I always look forward to my cups of coffee every morning. I've always been a creative person and it's always been my outlet. Like photography has been a really good outlet for that. And as a young girl, I love to be creative as well. My uncle was actually a journalist photographer. And I remember thinking like, wow, it's so cool. He has such a cool job. Fast forward years later. And when we started our family, I just saw such a need for you know, documenting and and photographing the kids as they grew and they're changing and all their little things that they, that they did and and little stages that they went through. And I just, I, I saw such a huge importance to, to document that. And I wasn't really into starting a business then. I just was very committed to documenting kids and our lives together Once the kids got a few years older, I bought my first SLR camera and I remember looking at it. I was just like, oh my goodness, this is so overwhelming. (laughs) What did I do? Because I just had the point and shoot before and, and I actually kind of regretted buying it at first. I started investigating online and I found some courses at a local university. We were living in Calgary, Alberta at the time. Mount Royal University was offering some classes. They had like a beginner, how to use your camera class. So I started with that. And then I took like their advanced camera class and then did some lighting and location courses, some posing, even like a Photoshop editing class. And then 
I realized like I, I wanted to start building a portfolio. So I went, took it from there and I started practicing on family and friends and of course my kids. And then I decided to start charging and it was a very minimal amount. Just when we got started with that, we decided to move over provinces. So we moved to Saskatchewan. Once we got settled here, I really wanted to to kick my business into gear. And I started taking more education and started my social media pages and my website. And I was shooting like everything that I could get. Right now, today, I shoot mainly weddings in the spring and the summer and lifestyle newborns. I have a, an at-home studio. And so I shoot newborns in there and babies. So like sitter sessions and one-year sessions and and I love it. I, newborns are my happy place too. So I, I always get excited when I get to talk to another newborn photographer. I have done a couple weddings, but I just have never been able to fall in love with them. Weddings are just, they're, they're pretty big and it's, it can be super stressful. So I get that. (laughs) I was stressed out at my own wedding about like, you know, where everyone was and if everyone was here for pictures, I can't imagine trying to, you know, corral everyone for that. But also people that do weddings can't imagine doing newborn sessions. So you have to find kind of your niche, which I know once your business started to take off, you really needed to start to get more specific about what genres of photography you wanted to be shooting. How hard was it to just not take every single inquiry that came in? And why is that important for our listeners to niche down? It, it was really hard because my mindset was to take everything. And what if I turn them down and, and would that lead to other bookings? seeing such an importance to want to document these moments for people that it, it was so strong that, you know, I, I just, I had a hard time turning people down. And if I'm being completely honest, sometimes my ego would come into play, you know, being booked up and, and that hustle mindset, mm. it, it was a little bit of fear too. Like, you know, what if I didn't have another booking and I needed to, you know, make a certain goal I realized I wasn't passionate about shooting certain genres. Then I, I didn't feel like I was providing a level of service that that I'd strive for because of this. And I wasn't always excited for the shoot. And I did have a little bit of resentment for shooting it. I do think that it's important that you give genres a chance to find out what you like and what you don't like. But I do believe in listening to your intuition. And really just staying true to, to what you want to shoot and what excites you. I think once you do that, the creativity will flow. You're more excited and happier to do that shoot. You know, we all got into this business because we love photography and, and we love documenting memories for people. I think that you'll show up for your clients like they do deserve and, and give them that best client experience that they deserve as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like your client experience when you're doing, focusing on a genre of photography that you truly love, it's so much easier to make the client experience amazing or over the top. Whereas if I go into a wedding, something that I don't want to be doing in the first place, but I'm doing it because I need money, the client experience, you know, your excitement doesn't carry over like it would a newborn session. So I feel like that just... Being able to recognize what you do love doing, what you don't love doing really does affect your you know, client overall client experience. 
Yes, I 100% agree. When you start to really look for your ideal clients and moving into specific spaces like weddings and newborns, you need to start setting some boundaries, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So was it a struggle for you to start setting those boundaries? Yes. In in the beginning, it was. And I think it's something that you continually work on. For me, I was a people pleaser, a bit of a pushover at times. And I thought I had to say yes to everything. And but there was that voice in me saying, you know, no. And this definitely takes time and some energy to work on it. And I think boundaries are something that we work at setting in our personal lives and for our business. And it's something that we work at. And it's just as important to set boundaries in your business as your personal life. And they're a guideline for how you want to be treated. I think a a lot about why we set boundaries is for mutual respect and creating healthy relationships with our clients and setting those clear expectations as well. You know, when boundaries are set, we do feel less resentful. And I think that mirror just what I had said before about shooting things that don't excite you and don't, you're not passionate about that you do start to feel resentful when realistically you're the one letting that happen. We're all capable of setting our boundaries and and working on that. You know, I still do need to remind myself to set boundaries and, and remind me myself of my boundaries. I want to document memories for clients, but also stick to my style and what I offer for my business. I love that you bring up the fact that setting boundaries goes right along with being resentful because I always think about when I was younger and I agreed to like babysit when I didn't really want to be babysitting to make money. And I would be so angry up until I got to the house. Once I was there, I was like, okay, this is fun. Like playing with kids, I ended up being a teacher. So like, I do love playing with kids. It's the same with like booking a session that you don't like. You don't feel excited going into it. And then you're resentful maybe towards the couple or whoever it is that you're there by setting boundaries, you can avoid all of that. So I really love that you bring kind of that just emotion of feeling resentful. Yes. I want to talk about a couple specific situations in which you need to set boundaries with your clients. So it can be really tricky when clients start to push you for an edit in a different style, or if their session goes over time, or maybe they try to haggle your price down. So what are some of your best tips for putting your foot down and sticking with your pricing and style without being abrasive in a way that you lose your clients? Yes, I. this is such a learning curve as well. And to give a bit of an example, I had that client in the beginning, they were the $100 client. And before they even booked me, they asked me if I thought I was worth the hundred dollars. And they had, I think like eight to 10 outfit changes and which of course then would push the boundaries on the time limit of the session. I remember they had asked if I would come to their house to do this session. You know, I didn't know them or anything. And I always sometimes think of the worst case scenario. So I actually asked my husband to come along with me and because I was leery to go by myself. So he came along and we kind of chuckle about that now, but, and they turned out to be really nice people. They just were pushing me on every single boundary that I had. The clients that I book, I want to feel like we're working together. 
I'm providing a service for them, but this is their session. We work together with my experience and my knowledge. I ask all of my clients in the inquiry phase, you know, what is truly important for them to capture? What do you want to get from this session? I feel like booking clients is like building a friendship. I know that I'm not the right photographer for everybody and and that's totally okay. But this is like a new friendship that's forming and you, you can't force it. So I do believe that knowing your ideal client is super key. I've taken the time to write down what my ideal client is. And I think it's a really good exercise to do. Some of my ideal clients would be, do they value photos? And is that priceless to them? Focusing on the moments. I love to capture like the timeless photos so that they can have that that photo on their wall for a really long time. So one of my tips would be to listen to what their request is. What is your client asking you to do? Does this go against your values and the values that you've set for your business? Defining the values for yourself and your business is also a great exercise to do. How I like to think about values is what is a non-negotiable for you? The other thing is, can you accommodate this request? How much will it impact your business if you did accommodate their request? My next tip would be, if you're not the right photographer for them, provide some next steps. I have a really great photographer community where I live. And a lot of times, if I know that I can't provide the service for them that they're looking for, I will offer to post in our group and ask if anyone's available to take the shoot. And then I can go back to them with a a list of recommended photographers for them. And typically they're, they're so thankful that I've done that just to know that I've referred these other people to them is, is really great. Also, you know, being professional, I, I like to thank them for the opportunity and wish them well. That's always gone over really well. Another tip would be to making sure that your booking process is clear and communicated so there's no surprises during that time. This also sets the boundaries early on. I like to be clear and transparent from the very beginning, from inquiry to booking. This is a great time to build that trust with your clients as well and remind them of your process. And I also like to over-communicate through emails and When a wedding client wants to book me, I love to meet them either in person for coffee or virtually before they even book. You know, do we have a connection? Do they understand what I'm providing for them? I send my clients a wedding or a newborn guide, and all that information is laid out in there and and what they can expect from the session. Like, how long is the session? How many photos are they getting? Is this on location or only studio? So you set those expectations and those boundaries right from the inquiry phase. Another great thing to do is position yourself as the expert. You know, you're the expert of the genre that you're in. You're the expert in photography. When you're interacting with clients through email, that's a great way to showcase you're the expert and that you can make them feel more comfortable And social media, I love, that's a great way to position yourself as the expert as well. You know, showing behind the scenes, they like to see you 
interacting with clients and how your session works, you know, what does your studio look like and kind of get an idea of what they can expect from you before they even work with you. A lot of times I ask them, you know, have you seen my work on social media? Just so that I know if they've seen my style. And I think if they've seen my style, then they know what to expect as well. I think in the end, listen to your clients, set clear expectations, be the expert. And if your intuition tells you that this isn't a good fit, then you know you can let them know in a professional way and also provide them with some next steps. I'm such a believer that booking a client that doesn't align with what your ideal client is, what your values are, and the boundaries that you've set up is just a it's a it's a recipe for both sides to not be happy. And I'm just not I, I'm just not willing to go there because I've I, I wouldn't want that situation. Yeah, I I love all of the points you brought up. And what I hear from that and what I kind of take away from that is being transparent and showing yourself, having things like welcome guides, all of those things together. When you have someone inquire about your services and they see your social media posts, they see, you know, your welcome guide that you have, you're showing your style and they're getting an idea of who you are, how you shoot, what the experience is. Having all those things in place really help weed out those clients that you probably did not want to work with anyway, but just being transparent with them and showing your true self. I think, like you said, it it really helps just set those expectations without having to say, this is my style and this is the time. And this is like, just, it's a more kind of natural, I feel like way to set expectations. Yes. And I, I think being transparent, like you said is, you know, in in the beginning of running your business, you're always thinking, should I be this transparent? Will they like that? Or, you know, what will they think? I've just found that the more and more I've been comfortable with being who I am, and transparent with everything, it just creates a much happier experience for everybody. Definitely. So I know you kind of mentioned one situation that you've had, but can you tell us about a situation that you've kind of had to deal with and how you have managed to solve the issue when people have pushed your boundaries? Yes, this was to do with a wedding client. And this was probably the first time that I really had to enforce a boundary. And it it wasn't easy for me. I don't I don't think these situations are, I I don't ever take them lightly. I was in talks with them about their wedding, you know, what they wanted, what type of coverage we had been, had developed a rapport at, at this point. She gave me the go ahead, send the contract. So I did, and I hadn't heard back from them. So I contacted them and just said, you know, do you have any questions? Was there anything you wanted to chat about before you sign it? I want them to be 100% comfortable. So she said that they did have a few questions and they're going to email me back with those questions. And when I received the email, I couldn't believe there was a lot of changes. There was a lot. And I was a little taken off guard from that. But they were asking to change payment conditions that would put my business at risk. Things that they were saying about, you know, posting on social media, which, you know, I'm sensitive to from all my clients and what their wants are. Their requests didn't really make a whole lot of sense. 
I felt like my business wasn't going to be protected. And I was honestly worried that they wouldn't even pay me after working all that time on their wedding, that I felt like I was essentially working for them and not with them. Mm -hmm. They laid it out as if I was already trying to do them wrong. That doesn't sit well with me at all. I 100% believe that trust is earned, but I don't know if I would have ever really earned their trust. I, I had to let them go and, and let them know that I was not the right photographer for them. I wish them well. I, I did that very early on in the process. I mean, we were at the contract phase, but it was, I, I, I knew I couldn't move forward. So I, I had to tell them that I was not the right photographer. Yeah, you definitely trusted your gut in that situation. And I can 100% relate to that. For anyone listening, if you are in a situation like that, where your gut is just telling you, I don't think this is right, it's probably not the right fit. I've I've definitely been in situations and I've listened to my gut in some cases. And in other cases, I've said, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I've done the session anyway. And I should have listened to my gut. So I like that you bring that up. I never, any experience I go through in photography, I usually learn a lesson if it doesn't go the way that it should. And I'm thankful for all of those those lessons. But the one thing that I wish I could just tell myself as a, you know, beginner photographer is to trust your gut. Yes. I think trusting your intuition is something that I'll always continually work on mm-hmm. and it, it gets better with time. And as you move through your business. What I was also going to touch on that was, you know, I was worried that I wouldn't get paid, but also that I would put all this time into a wedding and you can't get that time back. That's time away from my family and Mm -hmm. doing other things that I love. That's definitely one of my hard boundaries for sure. Yeah. Well, I know I'm going to be going back and listening to this episode because you had so many good tips and tricks. I wish I had all of this information when I first started out several years ago. (laughs) So I appreciate it. If our listeners want to keep up with you after this episode, can you share where they can find you on social media? Yes, I'm on Instagram at LCJ underscore photography and on Facebook at LCJ photos, or you can just search LCJ photography. Wonderful. And we'll have all of those links in our show notes. So make sure to check those out as well. And thank you, Leah, so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Shootproof. Make sure to visit shootproof.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about today during this episode. If you love this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and hit that five-star button. If you ever have feedback or questions for us, feel free to reach out at podcast at shootproof.com. 